When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. This is Coogan Cassius for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. Uh, we're at the Matrim Gym um, here in Stapleford Abbott. I'm joined by Connor Ben. Just finished your training and sparring session. All good? Yeah, mate. Just done um, some quality rounds. Two sparring partners got 10 rounds out. So, um, yeah, mate. Just going through this stage camp, but I'm feeling sharp, mate. Like, I mean... What, what I didn't realise is last camp, obviously it was a long camp and training as hard as I do, it was um, definitely took it out. I mean, and obviously having COVID, moving house, uh, it was all just so stressful. And it's, and it's just funny how everything seems to just fall into place when it does. And um, yeah, I'm just so focused on my training, man. And everything else is allowing me to, my team, down from, you know, advisors, um, agents, Tony, Eddie, my wife, it's all, they all help me, just allow me to focus on my fighting. And that's how I really feel this camp. So I'm feeling really blessed with it. It seems like the last 12 months have been a really kind of crucial stage, not just for your career, but in your life in general. Obviously, the birth of your, your first son, as you said, obviously you've, you've moved house recently. You've had kind of these important fights in your next progression of your career. It just seems like that last 12 months has been really kind of crucial in, in your whole life. Yeah, the 12 months has been obviously just crazy. Obviously, I'm here on my own. So I ain't here with my family. So I'm, you know, I feel like I'm doing a lot, unfortunately, without my parents, as it'd be nice for them to be here. Obviously, it's nice my dad being here now and seeing the fruits of my labour and just the life I've built. And, um, yeah, it's hard sometimes, man. Obviously, like, my house, not just buying a house, doing a house and doing a whole renovation. Things going wrong. Things adding up. They tell you it's five times the price of what is the house. They're lying. It's a lot more. Do you know what I mean? It adds up. 
And my builders just had my business card, so it was like boom, boom, boom. Every day I'm seeing it going, oh gosh, thinking what have I done here? Um, and then obviously that's stressful when you've just got a newborn baby, changing all the bills over and all. Yeah, it just, it all, just all these things, but it's, it's now such a blessing. Now I sit down and now it's all finished. I sit down and go, wow, how beautiful my life is from my home that um, I built from my wife, my baby. Um, a lot's had to change from my end and a lot has changed. And um, and yeah, Eli's just such a joke, how much you just, just love them. You know, when they get to like the stage they're at now, like 10 months, it's incredible. I make sure I rush in and get home before he goes to sleep or as soon as I get in, I see if he's in. It's, um, yeah, it's just something special about this age. You mentioned there about kind of being away from your family. Obviously, aside from your your immediate family at the moment, is in your wife and child. But it must have or be a boost for you just to have your dad around at the moment as well. Oh yeah, having my dad around. Oh, it's crazy, mate. How much we are alike. Forget boxing. Just like how much we're alike and things we say, our mannerisms, what we do. Um, Victoria is like oh. I cannot suffer this because <laughs> we're just so alike. Got my boy, dog, boy, son, my dad, myself. She's definitely outnumbered in the household. But she yeah, driving her mad, both of us. But having my dad here, it's such a blessing. Just him just being my dad. Not even like anything to do with training or it's just a blessing just being with my family. You know, it's so nice. It's so warming um, to have him here. Okay, let's talk business. Um, obviously, we knew that your fight date was always going to be the 11th of December in Liverpool, uh, headlining that card with, with Casey Taylor. Um, your opponent now has been confirmed as Chris Algieri. Algieri is someone that you and uh, also Eddie Hearns mentioned over the last sort of few weeks, so it wasn't really a surprise when that was announced as your opponent for December the 11th. Yeah, I mean, listen, we tried for a few names. There was a, um, a list of five people that um, we tried to make. Most of them couldn't happen. Um, our jury wasn't supposed to happen. Obviously, that's been in negotiations now for three, four weeks. So, um, he ain't had short notice, by the way. He's, it's been negotiated for quite a while. So, just to clear that up. And he, he wanted it originally at 10 stone three and wanted it next year around March time. So, um, we've done well we're getting Chris Algieri in um, he's a former world champion lost to the very best the only the best I mean Manny Pacquiao Errol Spence and Amir Khan so and um, um, Errol Spence is the only person to stop him so um, it's going to be a tough night's work but it's the fighting game and you know I'm, I'm leveling, leveling up every single time so he's a very credible opponent and he will draw things out of me that I need to work on and then also show things that I've improved on. So it's all learning. These fights are just about learning, growing and evolving. I saw you post on your Instagram the other day. You put the records, I think, of, of um, Boots Ennis and uh, Errol Spence after 20 fights and putting the record of their opponent after there. Um, was there a specific reason why you felt like you had to post their records after 20 fights? Um, just because... I'm in the spotlight. I've got a microscope over, overlooking me and my career and what I do. But then when you have other fighters like Ennis, whose 20th fight was the guy I put up 
um, I think lost half his fights. Same as Avanesian, lost half his fights. So when, is it Carl Greaves or Neil Marsh? Want to talk? I ain't playing your game, mate. Like, I don't care what you say or think. It ain't about conning the public, you know. How old was Avanesian when he had his 20th fight? And then who did he fight? Think I'm going to, you don't dictate my career. No one dictates my career. No one tells me what I've got to do. You know, it was it was all fine when they want to turn down final eliminators with Rashidi Ellis um, for a world title to fight a Liam Taylor and then sign with Warren to call me out. I, I see it. So don't say it con in the public. I don't, don't need to fight Venetian. I don't need I don't need to for, for nothing. Do you know what I mean? I'd rather fight for a world title. Would I fight for a world title all day long, every single day of the week? But I'm not playing your game when you because we all know what it is, it's just a money grab. That's all it is. If you had world title ambitions, you would go and fight for a world title. And I don't blame um, Marsh or Greaves for wanting to get Avanesian money. That's, that's what that's what the manager's um, promoter's jobs are to do. But I don't think come out of all that bollocks. Do you know what I mean? Of all oh, this and that. Like, I, I'm not 33. I've got plenty of time. I'm at the tail end of my career. I ain't going to do you no favours. Do you know what I mean? And then, boot Ennis is 28 fight now. He just fought someone who would come off the back of three losses. So you got to remember, these are good amateurs. So then when you put me in there with the likes of Sebastian Formella, who only, only lost come to Sean Porter, then Adrian Granados, who people think beat Bromner, had a tough fight with um, Robert Easter Jr., fought Danny Garcia, and then I'm dealing with them better than they did, then, you know, that's, that's that. I ain't in no hurry, I ain't in no rush. Well, title pending, but I, I ain't rushing for nobody because you say this or that or I'm scared or not scared. It's completely irrelevant to me. And, you know, I'm secure enough in myself to know what, who I am and what I'm about. Do you know what I mean? So, and that's that. Connor, I spoke to um, Eddie Hearn just yesterday about, um, obviously, your fight with Algeria, but also, yeah, Neil Marsh's comments about Matrim Con in the public, etc., in regards to uh, David Evanison. Eddie Hearn himself has said that he's always made it clear that he feels like you need a fight and then Evanison. So, which suggests to me that Eddie Hearn doesn't quite think that that's the fight for you right now. You would disagree with that because you'd say you'd fight whoever on any given day. But he believes, as your promoter, that um, that fight is for you after this fight. But that's fine because that's a promoter's job to worry. That's, that's his job to worry. Because he don't want, he don't want it to get anything wrong. That's, and that's fine, I completely. And I'm glad he feels that way. I'm glad he feels that way. Avanesian is a hard fight. He's a, he's a very hard fight. I'm not saying he's an easy night's work. He's a hard night's work for absolutely anybody. But as far as it goes, I'd rather a Sean Porter. I'd rather a Ugas. I'd rather Avanesian for a world title. Do you know what I mean? I'm ranked higher than Avanesian in the WBC, IBF, WBA. So it's, well, I just I ain't, I ain't got to play into no one's games. It's Eddie's job to be careful. That, that is his job. And that's fine. I'm glad he and I'm glad he feels that way. But you know, I, I fight any man. At the end of the day, I'm a fighter. And you know, I see um, what's his name. I don't know if it's Neil Marshall, Carl Greaves, one of them saying, "Oh yeah, play, they're playing good cop, bad cop, and all that." Um, Connor wants to fight um, Eddie's team. Don't no. I just don't. I know how to not play into your games. 
It's all easy. It's all games. It's all rubbish, really, trying to make the most money for their fighters. At the end of the day, I'm in a very fortunate position, a very blessed position where I ain't got to fight him. You know, when you look at who's, where the trajectory's at of each fighter, you put mine there and have an issue there. He ain't, he ain't, where, where else is he going to go? Why is he so concerned about fighting me? Why does he so badly want to fight me if he wants a world title? It's a money grab. That's, that's all it is. I don't need money. I don't need money. You know, Warren's saying that, um, Neil, I can't remember, one of his team saying, oh, the, yeah, 500 grand, that's, that's, a, that's a lot of money. It's, it's not really. I mean, it is, but it ain't for that sort of fight. Do you know what I mean? If it was for a world title, you know, it'd be worth double that, three times that. So, uh, you know, that's where it's at. I ain't in no rush. I've got a good team. My team have got me to where I've got to. They've got me ranked in almost every governing body. Um, they've got me knocking on the door for a world title. So I ain't going to play until what he says, she says, or he or she says. At the end of the day, my team, my, my career's best interest at heart. And, you know, I'll fight whoever they put in front of me. Is it a compliment to you, though, every time over the last four opponents that have, have been announced from... Formella to Vargas to Granados and now to Algeria, that there are people always critical, going, oh, why is he fighting him? We should be fighting him. But isn't that a compliment to you that they they think that you should be fighting a, an Ennis or a, a Porter or whoever? Do you know what it really is? Like, when I read comments, they're going, yeah, Algeria's an easy night's work for him. Why is he fighting him for? I've gone fucking calling him, mate. Like, is that really what you... Same with the Formella, the Vargas, this... Um, sorry, Formella, Vargas, Granados. Yeah, so I'm. So when you're talking from my what 16th, 16th fight, I'm fighting Formella. 17th, Vargas. 18th, no, so yeah, 18th, Granados. 9th, or however it works out. You know, it's that's good going. Do you know what I mean? So when they're going, yeah, Chris Adrian, what you easy nights work. I've gone, I ain't, it ain't easy nights work, but I'm flattered that they think that. Because then it, it's a quite, yeah, so it's all like a backhand compliment, but uh, it, it don't really matter. you got to remember at one stage, people thought I was ducking um, Joe Laws or um, ducking um, whoever it is. It's, it's just boxing. People are going to say that. People are going to go, oh, yeah, you know, you're, um, yeah, you're ducking this or, yeah, you're scared of it. Oh. It's difficult as well because your next jump from this level of opponent is that elite level, isn't it? The next jump you make will be that jump. And the gap is the gap. So these opponents at the moment, which we could all say a slight progression in terms of um, how difficult the fights are meant to be on paper, but I think your next jump after this is surely at some point, whenever that is, is... Is at the top. I can't even answer because at the end of the day, this could. I can't. You can't even talk about past Algeria. I just can't do it. After that pain on fight, I just can't even like. I look every fight like it's my last fight, and that's the way I. I think it's the way I financially think. It's the way I emotionally think that this could be my last fight if I don't get this right. And if this mess up, everything comes tumbling down. So I've got to just focus on Algeria. I don't, I don't think about what's next. God willing, which I believe I will, obviously, like, 
not with ease, but I know I will win. But I just that's just how I prepare. Is I don't look past him because I'm expecting the best Algeria. At the end of the day, people go, yeah, he's 37, he's this, he's that. That don't mean nothing, mate. That does not mean nothing. Look at Pacquiao when he fought Furman. It means absolutely nothing. If you live the life, which I believe Algeria does, and you can tell he does, it, it don't matter. Still, he can still, it's practically worth one, one o'clock back 10 years. Well, he's definitely going to think you were sizing up back then. <laughs> he definitely thinks I was sizing him up like a oh, million percent like a million percent thinks I was sizing him because I was asking him loads of questions I was like oh yeah so uh, how'd you made a weight blah 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 just he was never an opponent ever mentioned and I even went to him oh, how's retirement that's what I even said to him so it was like we just had a good chat he was talking about commentary and it was and it's just funny because I was really going on it about oh yeah how'd you made a weight blah 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 and then he's um with chess chatting and then obviously now we're fighting it's funny okay i've got a picture on my phone which i might stick up in due course one of the gripes from uh social media i'm just going to brand it as social media or certain parts of social media was the fact that or is the fact that um chris algeri has predominantly been known as a as a light welterweight throughout his career um, what's the question there? Well, it's just it's a statement, really. That that's one of the things I just saw people saying. Apart from, like, say, his age and how active Algeria has been, is the fact that he's been a light welterweight throughout the majority of his career. Has he fought a welterweight? Yeah, I think he fought. Well, he would have fought Errol Spencer welterweight. What these people keep doing? If he's good enough for Spencer to fight, if. Vargas is good enough for Khan and um, Virgil Ortiz to fight. If Formel is good enough for Sean Porter to fight, and I've done a better job than all of them, sure as hell good enough for me to fight, but they're not under the microscope like me. Which is fine. It is, it is what it is. It comes hand in hand. You can't have one without the other. It comes hand in hand. So um, if they're good enough for them to fight, they're good enough for me to fight. I remember a kid that was lucky to win an English title. Remember that kid? Yeah. Yeah, that kid. So, I ain't, you know, I ain't got to listen to the public. You know, people going, oh, why is he not fighting Brooke? Why is he not fighting Khan? All that. You evolve, you learn, the hard nights come. You have to have as many learning fights as you can. You have to have them learning fights. Because that's how you evolve. That's how you grow. There's so much more, so many tricks to the trade. It doesn't just come overnight. Dad, do you remember who your first 22 opponents were, apart from Anthony Logan? I know you remember them, but you I see... Everyone I knocked out as well. I know what punch I knocked him out with. Yeah, so no, what I'm saying is, is because, like, see, today, we're under the microscope as fighters. You know, like, my 16th fight for, yeah. for Miller, 16th, 22-1, and one, he was just lost Sean Paul yeah. Uh, Vargas, Granados, now Algeria. This is my 19th fight. So whereas you, back in the day, were able to have as many learning fights as you did, your first 22 just, fights yeah. were like just just getting it, weren't they? Yeah. I, so I know, you've, I know you banged them out, but they were all like you were able to learn. They didn't have the greatest records, but it allowed you to prepare for the the Eubankses, the, the McClellans, yeah. the Collins, the um, Doug DeWitt, the Barkley. The hard nights come. So what I'm trying to say is you had, you had learning fights. 
Well, he didn't learn because he banged them out. That's yeah. like <laughs> learning fight that I actually had with Michael Watson. That's when I kind of went, you know I mean? <laughs> then I went to America and sort myself out. Then you start stepping up. Then you start saying, okay, right. Now I got to learn my trade. I never learned my trade. I was always in first gear. How you train is completely different how I Yeah, what train. I'm saying is I couldn't get away with fighting 22, them 22 oppositions now. Yeah, but some of them 22 oppositions were still like, they weren't, I mean, they weren't, they were some of them good Richard Miller. Yeah. They, they were some of them were good fighters, but I just banged them out. Yeah, so there was no... So, you know, it was just like my power that got me through some of these fights. And, and that's that's what happened. Some of them were like, you know, went the distance with like Roy, went the distance with Roy Jones. But because I just had the power to knock him out. So, but I never learned nothing. I never learned. And how you lot are learning, you're learning your trade. Tony told you what to do. And then what you do, you sit down and say, right, now go and practice that. Yeah. I never had that. Go on, Nige. It was like four, 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 crash, crash bang, wallop. You know, I, I never really learned that, how, you, how you're learning. Now, watching you move up the ladder, you're at a stage now where you're just right there. Cusp, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're just on the cusp. You're just fighting. Who do you just fought? Granados. Granados. Vargas. Formella. Yeah, yeah. So now, now you're fighting um, And it's not, just beat, it's not just beating them. It's how I look beating them, which yeah. is good. Which I'm beating them with ease. Okay. You two really should have your own show. Um... Right, listen, I'm going to let you uh, crack on. Uh, good to see um, your fight date and also the opponent has now been confirmed. Liverpool, um, you're a big Liverpool fan, not as in like football-wise, I'm talking about the city-wise. You're a, you're a yeah, big lover of Liverpool. Oh, mate, Liverpool, every time I've been down there, when I fought, um, obviously when I see Khan and Vargas fight down there, that was unbelievable. Then obviously I went down there for um, Smith Fowler. And they just get behind their fires, don't they? They just get, they just get behind boxing, and they, you know, they're all supporters to the core. So I'm just, um, yeah, very excited and blessed to be headlining Liverpool. Honestly, I reckon it's going to be absolutely phenomenal, and tickets have gone unbelievable as well. So I'm like, when people keep messaging me saying, "Oh yeah, all the ringsides are gone," and um, within that day, I'm just like, just um, overwhelmed and just grateful for all the support everyone's been showing me. All right. December the 11th, uh, we'll roll around very soon. Connor Ben, thank you very much for uh, giving us some of your time as always. And uh, we'll definitely catch up with you ahead of December the 11th, live on The Zone. Wicked. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill, in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.